What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Divided We Game podcast. We are back, my niggas, and I am thrilled to be here. This is your boy F Major, also known on these internet streets and in the gaming world as Paroxicus. In the motherfucking house. And the reason why I'm thrilled to be here is because, like I said, we are back. We've decided to give this a final go-round. No, it's not because of the coronavirus. The coronavirus is responsible for a lot of shit, but it's not responsible for the reason why we've decided to come back. Because we decided this before all of this corona stuff happened. So we were going to come back anyway. We reformatted the show in a way that we think will be more manageable. Um, Everybody will get to talk about what they want to talk about. There will be some shows where we're talking to each other now because I know some people have expressed uh, that they like the show and they would like to hear us banter with each other. Uh, So that's going to be happening, but look for that like towards the end of the summer because right now we're just trying to get reestablished. We're going to be doing one show per month. Uh, There's going to be a different host every month. Uh, Coming up in May, you're going to get Crowbot back. Yay, because he's fantastic. Um, Followed by Styles. And we actually have some new talent for your ass. Yes. Uh, I believe you. most of you already know Rick. He's like the puppy of the group. Um, He is uh, the youngest. He is the newest. Uh, I feel like we need him. Because he is a PC gamer. Like, y'all know I started with PC gaming. I'm going to be talking about that a little bit today. I'm going to be going over all the five uh, world-class gaming experiences that you can have. And some shit that fucked me up about an experience I just had. Uh, But Rick. And then there is now we have a Queen Bee. Um, She's going to be joining the... Actually, she's already joined the podcast. But her first show is going to be, I believe, the June show. Uh, Gato Tater on Xbox. She is phenomenal. I absolutely adore her. In fact, everybody in the Facebook group adores her because she's that dainty chick that wants to play (laughs) Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing and all that. But if you put on the Division or Call of Duty, she will fuck your shit up. So it's not like she's just a I play the Sims kind of chick. She's a, when it's time to throw down, I'm going to throw down. I'm going to stop with the big dogs when the big dogs be stomping type of shit. And I just absolutely adore her. But yeah, so we have her coming up. And uh, because, you know, like I've been saying, I've been trying to get a chick on the show for a minute. And honestly, she has always been our first choice. I remember asking her. Would she be a part of the show when the show first started? And she's like, uh-uh, I don't know none of y'all like that. I'm not putting my name in no mess. Y'all ain't going to have me out here looking crazy. But now she's uh, become familiar with us enough and have, you know, actually interacted with us enough to know that we're a legit enterprise. And I'm so thrilled to have her as I am with Rick. And, of course, our favorites, well, they're not our favorites, well, they are our favorites, but our favorites from the past because, of course, Melissa's going to be a favorite and Rick is going to be a favorite. Everybody's going to be your favorite. But our favorites from the past, Crobot, Styles, and The Gimmick, 
are all going to be are still on the team. So it's going to be a team of six people, but then again, it's going to be more like a team of five people. I say that because y'all know I don't really. I mean, I like doing the podcast, but that's not really what I do. I'm more like a producer, director, editor, uh, chief cook and bottle washer. I'm the HNIC. I'll put it like that. I'm the person who puts all this stuff together and tries to to garner the talent and bring out the best in the guys and all that type of stuff. They are like the actual show, though. This is not about me. It's about them. They are the stars of this. I just come out and do these type of things every once in a while when it's need when it needs to be done. Um, I believe my analogy before was uh, the team: Melissa, Rick, Corey, Styles, and, and, and Mike. They are the Jackson Five. I'm Joe Jackson. I stick my foot in your ass. Okay. They are Tina Turner. I'm Ike. How about that one? Uh, <laughs> y'all know I'm stupid. <laughs> Nah, there ain't no abuse going on here at Divided We Game. We all love each other. Um, and I'm excited to get started this time because there's so much to talk about in the world of gaming. And uh, I just had an experience. <clears throat> I just had an experience I was not ready for. And because of this experience, I kind of have to talk about all five of the top-notch experiences you can have in gaming right now. For those of you who don't know, I just went into the main content of my show. This is it. I am a PC gamer. Uh, I started off on a PC. I think a PC is the best experience you can get visually out or graphically out of a gaming system. You can always upgrade your graphics card to the latest and greatest thing. For that reason, your graphics always stay at the top of the game. I haven't seen anything on a PS4 or an Xbox or any of the other systems that have impressed me visually like PC gaming. With that said, when I first started PC gaming... Um, I was playing stuff like my the first game I played after my hiatus from gaming, which was before Skyrim, the last video game I played was Super Mario 3 for regular Nintendo. Okay. Skyrim, I had heard so much about it, and I didn't even plan on becoming a gamer. I just wanted to see the game and try it for myself. And my best friend Clinton, uh, well, I have two best friends, Clinton... Uh, I would go visit him while he was at work and he was working in like a gas station or something at the time. Now he is a manager. So don't get it twisted. He's on his P's and Q's. Uh, in any case, he was a gamer and I knew that, but I never gamed with him and I never even, I wasn't even interested in it. And I would go visit him at work and they would be talking about this game Skyrim at work so much that I wanted to see it for myself. And then one day, one of his co-workers named Greg brought in this book. And I mean, this book was as big as the Bible. And the book was just everything that was in Skyrim. It had details of uh, the characters you had to fight, the places in the world, um, a full 
color I mean this thing it was a it wasn't a manual it was more like a guidebook but it was like a two three hundred page guidebook and it was gorgeous and that was what made me want to play this game um I didn't want to buy an Xbox and I didn't think I would get into gaming and I didn't want to buy a PS4 so me and Clinton both of us being techies decided to build me a gaming computer so that's where I first played it at I loved it now, what I have come to discover from being a PC gamer is that all of my gaming experiences that I ever wanted to have worked perfectly on the PC. And then I started getting into more intricate stuff. Um, but like I say, the visual experience on a PC can't be beat. I'll give you an example. And some of you may agree and some of you may not. When I saw the first five minutes of Bioshock Infinite, nigga. Oh, God. I was blown away. That was hands down the most impressive visual experience I have had in the game yet. The people at who made Bioshock Infinite went out of their way to make the first five minutes as exciting and as crisp and as clean and as beautiful as possible. I, st I play through the first five minutes of that game at least once a year now. Uh, it's it's that good. I was just blown away by it. Um, I know there's other stuff that's out now that's um, crisp and clear and all that type of stuff and visually stunning. I realize that. But I guess the way the story happened in the first five minutes of Bioshock was another thing that blew me away. Like the getting in the, going in that tower and then it's shooting you into heaven and then you seeing that there's like a world up there. Oh my God, that fucked me up. I wasn't ready, okay? Uh in any case, I was very, very, very impressed by that. And I'm a nigga that don't like uh, in uh, not NPCs, first-person shooters. I'm not that one, okay? I'm a person who prefers open-world games. Bioshock had me, baby. Had me, okay? It was so good, I actually went back and played the other, the Bioshock and Bioshock 2. That's how good. Because I'm also an elitist when it comes to games. Skyrim was the first game I played since my hiatus from Super Mario 3. I had always told myself Skyrim was impressive enough that I would never play anything that was older than that. That Skyrim was my cutoff. I broke my rules to play Bioshock 1 and 2. I went back before Skyrim to play those. Okay. In any case, what I have come to discover about PC gaming is that it's good for single player experiences where the graphics are the most important part of the game. Just recently, because of the coronavirus, coronavirus shit is getting real. It's getting real. How y'all like the theme song anyway? When <laughs> when uh when I knew we were coming back. It was between two different theme songs that I was going to use for this episode. It was either going to be that coronavirus song or it was going to be the fat boys are back. And the reason why the fat boys are back is because since we've been on the quarantine, all we have done is sit around and play video games in heat. So all of us got to be fat by now. The only one of us that's probably not fat is Styles. And that's because he's a vagiclaglius. He's a uh, Vegetaglius, um, Veg, 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 Ve
uh, Ephesians. Open your Bible to Ephesians. Ephesians. A vegetarians. That's what he He only eat vegetables. In any case, you know what I'm talking about. He's the motherfucker that eat carrots and shit. Okay, so he probably ain't gained no weight, but uh, the rest of us, I'm positive we have. And uh, Crowbot is posting pictures, selfies of him working out, so he probably not fat either. Uh, but I'm definitely fat. But that happened way before the coronavirus. I can't blame the coronavirus on me being fat. So... Uh, but I was trying to real hard there for a second. So what had happened was when the coronavirus hit, Rick, who is our kind of like our intern, but he'll be doing the show. I think his show is in July. Um, he has a he lives in an apartment complex and one of his neighbors had a switch. And I shouldn't be putting his business out there because he probably don't want y'all to know where he lives. It ain't none of your business. He lives near me. And one of his neighbors has a switch and the neighbor let him borrow the switch and he's in love with the switch. Now, the reason why I ain't ever bothered with the switch is because it seemed like the switch is made for a whole entirely separate, different set of games than the ones that I'm used to playing now. Since I have been back on gaming, I have been kind of, I'm not a fanboy of anything. I'm not one of those people that ties myself to fan culture. There are things that I enjoy. Up until 76, I enjoyed most Bethesda releases. I have absolutely loved all of the Naughty, not Naughty Dog, uh, Rockstar releases. I have also loved all of the Naughty Dog releases that I played, with, of course, Last of Us being first. Nathan Drake 4 was all right. It was, it wasn't, because it was just too much climbing. I mean, I know that's part of the story and that's what he do, but damn, that's, all that climbing and shit is basically Assassin's Creed, just in a different uh, environment. I'm all right with Ubisoft. They they okay. Uh, Ubisoft did give me Watch Dogs too, so that made me and Far Cry, so that makes me happy. But for me, is Rockstar's the best? Then Naughty Dog, then Bethesda if they get their shit together again, and then um uh whatever the other one I said was. I said, I like uh, Mitt Romney up here. Not Mitt Romney. Who was that that said he couldn't think of the EPA? Um, Rick Perry. I said, I like Rick Perry in here. In any case, oops. In any case, <laughs> some of y'all probably don't even know what I'm talking about. But for the ones of you who did know what I was talking about, bravo. I'm glad you picked up on that. In any case, so when the coronavirus hit, he has his friend. The friend let him use the switch. He said the switch is the best shit ever. I'm not used to knowing that you can play all the games that I just finished talking about, the GTAs and the, the Fallout 4s and the uh, Far Cries and all that type of shit. I'm not used to the idea that you can play that on Nintendo. Nintendo normally comes with all its own games, like the Mario World and, and shit like that and Zelda. And I guess you can play Zelda on anything now. But, you know, it's it has its own ecosystem of games that you can play. But I guess that they are, port, they are porting some to switch like Skyrim. And so he's like telling me this is just the best thing ever and I'm going to love it. I can use it in my hand. I can hook it up to my TV and all the type of shit. So the reason why I'm having this particular talk during this particular podcast is because of how disgusted I am with the gaming shit that's going on right now. And what I mean by that is this. Because he told me to get a Switch, 
I went on thing. I was going to get a Switch. I probably wasn't going to play it that much. I was going to let him use it, but then play it whenever I wanted. Because the only thing the Switch really got that I want to play, that I can't play on anything else right now, is Animal Crossing. I had never even heard of the motherfucker. But every time you turn on anything gaming right now, you see Animal Crossing New Horizons on that motherfucker. I don't give a fuck where you look. It's all over the place. So I want to play it. So go to buy a um, Switch. Went to Amazon, which is my go-to for everything. Do you know those motherfuckers are starting at $543 on Amazon? Used. I don't know if the coronavirus made everybody say, fuck PS4, fuck Xbox, I'm going to go get this Switch first. But apparently, there's none left. People are price gouging the hell out of the Switch right now and other shit because the PS4 also is at the same price it was when it first came out. Now, I had no, because I didn't buy mine for full price. I waited for that bitch to come down, so I waited for the price to come down. So I bought mine for like $300. But now when you go on Amazon, they back up to four, four fifty, dollars you know, the original price. And that's because since so many people are stuck at home, they want something to do. The difference is, though, I guess the nation has run out of switches. I have looked every motherfucking way. I cannot find a switch to save my life. The, but what I did notice is what you can find a lot of is them switch lights. Now, I don't know what that shit is about. But I do know that it's telling that you can't find a real switch, but you can find the switch light all over the place. Now, I think that that has to do with, okay, so the switch is the transformer of gaming systems. Because you can hook the shit up to your TV or you can play it outright. You can you can have a handheld. So you can, you know, play it on your TV or play it in your hands or whatever. And so I guess people wanted that that ability to carry it wherever they wanted it to go. But because of the coronavirus, everybody decided to buy those. Um, and I guess I kind of understand it, but the price gouging is crazy. So I went looking for other places other than Amazon to try to find this thing. And what they're doing is they'll sell it for regular price, but then the shipping will be like 70 or $80 for a Switch. That's price gouging too. And I'm not willing to pay that much money for one. So I'm like this. I ain't going to get to have a Switch right now. But that's that's basically what... The hype is about a Switch to me is the fact that you can either play it in your hands or hook it up to your TV. So to review, the reason why PC gaming is popular and what it is good for is for the best visual experience. The Switch, which people are press gods right now, is um, its claim to fame is being able to be a transformer, to be able to use it on your TV or some other place, and to be able to hook them up to each other, and to be able to use it as a handheld. Enter the other three. The PS4 is the first console that I've owned since a regular Nintendo. The PS4, the reason why I bought it first is because people told me if I wanted to have the ultimate gaming experience, that is what I needed to get. 
Now, I will be the first to say the graphics are not as stunning as a PC with a very high-end graphics card. But if you're going for immersion, uh, even a PC can't beat a PS4. The reason how come I say that is because the PS4 can do shit that a PC can't do. So, yeah, it looked good on the PC, but on the PS4, the thing that fucked me up about the PS4 was, okay, so I played Bioshock Infinite on a PC first, right? So everything happened on the screen. When you play Bioshock Infinite on a PS4, and you're going around and you're picking up those voxophones and shit, it plays it through the controller. When you're playing GTA 5 and the police is chasing you, you can hear what they're saying on the controller. Like, it don't play through the TV, it plays through the controller. And when you make a phone call or somebody calls you, it plays through the controller. So it makes it sound more intimate. It makes it sound like an actual phone call or an actual CB call. You know, it makes it... It makes it more immersive. And so for that reason, the PS4, if you want the most immersive gaming experience you can have, PS4 all the way for that. Now, where Xbox falls into this mayhem is since Xbox, Xbox is the cheapest, everybody got one. So when it comes to the social aspect of gaming, if your main concern is who you get to play with or playing with other people, Xbox is always going to be the way to go for that because all of your friends have one. Everybody who I know that got a PS4 got an Xbox, but the people who I know that got an Xbox only got an Xbox. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. So when, when playing with other people is what is important, you'll do that on the Xbox. Um, and the other thing that's important to know, the difference between PC gaming and console gaming is that when you're a PC gamer, I'll, I'll tell you this little story. Um, I was playing GTA 5. I played through the story missions. I got everything done. Then I started playing online. When you play online, you can choose which type of missions and activities you want to do. My favorite thing on Grand Theft Auto is the racing. I think it has the best racing mechanic uh, of any game out there. I also believe that the stunt races are the most fun. So I'm stunt racing hundreds of races, and I could never win. And I could never figure out why I couldn't win. I knew I was good. I had to be good. I had raced hundreds of times, but I could never beat anybody. And so I was talking to my buddy Clinton, and he was like, well, it's because you're on a PC. And I said, what the fuck that got to do with anything? And he said, when you're on a PC, people have access to the data files that makes these games run. So they can manipulate them, and they can create mods and stuff to make it so that they will always go faster than you. The only way you can beat them is if they crash. So... Knowing that, I was like, well, how do I beat them? And he said, buy a console. So I bought a console, and he was absolutely right. I can't... The police over here listening to me. I can't... Um, see, I'm outside doing this uh, podcast, and for a whole half hour, 
Well, not a half hour, maybe like 10 minutes. The police been over there listening to me and shit. Like, I don't see them. When I was talking about the police shit, when they're on the GTA section, that's why I said the shit, because I knew they was listening. Well, they leaving there and fuck them. Anyway, I bought the console so that I would have a fair chance to win these races. And sure enough, when I got to the console, I'm whooping everybody's ass. Now, here's why I think that is. I think it's because... I was trying so hard on the PC to beat people I could never beat who were cheating and going faster than what you could actually go that I learned those courses and shit like to the motherfucking teeth. And so when I went to a system where nobody was cheating like that, I was already ahead of the curve on knowing how to do all of this shit. So that's why I think I'm so good. Like my race ratio is half and half. I have as many wins as I do losses. And that's unheard of. There are, like, of course, some people who got more wins than losses. But, for like, 95% of the people who are racing on GTA have more losses than wins by a lot. I'm, like, on the line. I got, like, 543 wins and 527 losses or some shit like that. It's very, very even. I have a wonderful race ratio. But like I was saying, so the difference between PC and the console is PCs visually stunning and you want to play them when you have a singular playing experience. If you're going to play multiplayer or play something that's competitive, can't do it on a PC, baby, because somebody will have um, a mod or even if you're a modder, somebody will have a mod that's going to beat the hell out of your mod. Okay, so console gaming for that all the way for a more fair Competitive experience online, you got to go with console gaming. Now, the fifth one out of the consoles and shit that we have been talking about, I was one of the founders of, or I have a founder's edition of Google Stadia, okay? I got it. My Stadia came on like November, some shit, sometime in November it came. And I was very excited. And I couldn't wait to play it. And I hooked up everything and it came in this beautiful package and the controller and all that type of shit. It was wonderful. When it first came out the box and you hooked it up and you started playing it, it was some shit. It, it, even with a solid internet connection, it was still shitty gameplay. Um, I didn't enjoy the experience at all. The graphics were choppy. Um, the sound was not that great. It just was not a good experience. Coupled with the fact that there was like only eight games available for it. What was I supposed to do with that? Now, I, I can't blame Google for that, though, because I knew that there was only going to be eight games. But still, I thought maybe something on this would be. And then the other thing that pissed me off was that the features that they said came with it, none of them worked. I wanted the, the whole appeal of Google Stadia, to me, was being able... Is somebody trying to get a hold of me? The whole appeal of Google Stadia, to me, was the ability or the ease with which they said you would be able to stream to YouTube. That didn't come with it when it first came out. You can't... You still, right now, in, what, seven, eight months later? Actually, no, it's more than that. Now it's about eight months later, you still can't even use those buttons. 
every button on the Stadia controller is not functional right the fuck now. Something is wrong with that. They they got me to buy it based on these things they said it would be able to do. And for eight months, it hasn't been able to do the shit. So I kind of want my money back. Because of the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Shit is getting real. Stadia offered two months free. And then you go back to paying 999 or whatever for these little shit. Well, I said, look, since the shit is going to be free, I might as well try it again. They have upped their game exponentially. Um, I was playing a game called Dirt. I think it's called Dirt on Stadia. It is, I mean, the, the visually, I was not prepared. It was, it's so, it looks so good. There was no lag. There was no delay. There was no um, screen tears or anything like that. It looks fantastic. I don't care what game you play. It looks fantastic. And the thing is, I wasn't even playing on a 4K TV. It still looked fucking phenomenal. And I highly recommend this for people who care about the graphics. If that's more important than anything else, you it, it was, to me, on par with PC graphics. That's how good the shit was. Like, I don't remember seeing graphics that good on PS4, Xbox. It visually just knocked it out of the park. But... None of the shit on the controller still don't work. When you go to save, you have two options to save clips and shit. You can't record nothing, but you can save a 30-second clip or a screenshot. And do you know where they go? They go to the motherfucking Stadia app. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do with that? <laughs> you can't send it to nobody. You can't post it nowhere. And so I tried it a couple of times. And the quality of the screen captures and uh, the game wasn't even that great. So it's like, why would you? Why would I continue to use this product if it don't do the one thing I want it to do? And now, instead of it just being eight games, it's more like 20 games. So we're still lagging on how many games that come with the thing. The only thing that makes Stadia worth having that sets it apart from everything else right now is the ability to play it anywhere that has an internet connection. That's it. So like you can play it on a browser on your computer. You can play it with the Google thing, the Google Chromebook thing, Hank Chromebook. I think it's the ultra. What is that thing called? The Google, you know, the shit that you hang it on the back of your TV with the HDMI cable. Sticking in the side of your TV. I can't remember what it's called. It's not a Chromebook. It's something. Uh, Google Cast or Chromecast or some shit like that. You stick it in your TV. Um, you can play it with that. Uh, you can play it on your phone. You download the app. You take your controller with you. So when you're on the flight or on the train or whatever, going from uh, Wuhan, China, to Los Angeles or apparently New York City. Oh my God, they're having it so bad right now. In any case, now you have, you can play it uh, with your little phone, your little Pixel 3 or whatever you got. So that's, that's Stadia's saving grace. So before I get out of here, let's do a quick review of what system is good for what. 
PC gaming is good for the best possible visual experience. Also good for single player games or games where you're going to be by yourself or that are co-op. PS4 is the best for game immersion. To put yourself in a game and have little extra shit that make the game come alive with that damn controller. Because that controller, I, I would never have guessed that, that what that controller can do would have such a big impact on how you receive the game. So PS4 for immersion. Xbox for anything multiplayer. If you're going for a social experience, Xbox is the way to go. And the Switch, which apparently you can't get right now because you broke motherfuckers ain't going to pay $600 for a Switch right now. But if you had $600, the Switch is the best for mobile gaming, you can use the shit in your hand as its own entity, or you can hook it up to a TV. And it, from what I understand, don't quote me, but from what I understand, it does play up to 4K. And finally, Google Stadia is basically, to me, a switch, except for you don't need to carry it with you. You can carry it with you, you don't have to. So, like, if you're going from home where you have Stadia to your job, where you have a web browser, all you got to do is take your controller with you. You ain't got to take, uh, like, the like the Switch. You don't have to carry the whole thing. So that's what these five world-class gaming systems all are good for. Thank you so much for joining us. And let us know what you think by giving us a call Provided we gain voicemail line is at 541-357-7585. Hit us up on Facebook. For those of you who don't know, we are also the administrators for the Lane County Gamers. So come over there and say hello. Come join the group. You ain't got nothing better to do. You're sitting in the house on quarantine. You might as well come say hi to the guys and the beautiful ladies of our gaming group. We had actually had some pretty neat stuff planned for the group, too, that we'll probably never get to do until they lift this coronavirus shit. Um, and even if they do lift, lift it, I'm, too, I'm still too scared to be around you motherfuckers. And y'all ain't killing me. Um, but just just come visit us at the group. It's, it's good to at least have a place online where we can congregate. Again, that's Lane County Gamers on Facebook. You can also visit us at the webpage, DividedWeGame.com, or um, you can like the Facebook page, which is at Facebook, forward slash DividedWeGame, and podcasts will be posted there. Don't forget to leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, Podomatic, and any other place where podcasts can be found. We will be there in the midst of them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll be back in the beginning, the first week or two of May with a new show. Um, I believe Corey will be your host for that show. Thank you so much for joining us.
And until next time, we will see you next mission. Fat soils are bad, and you know they can never be whacked. The fat soils are bad. Do you like the fat boys?